it's a bit of a win-win financially, but our focus has been really uh, targeted on patient outcomes and other impacts that are important to the hospital and the patient. We want to continue to see as many patients as we possibly can to make sure they get the right advice, um, especially now again in this pandemic. On this episode of Compass One Connections, we are bringing back a previous guest. And folks, she is definitely one of my favorite guests of all time, Ms. Peggy O'Neill. Peggy is the Vice President of Nutrition and Wellness for Morrison Healthcare. And she is just a fantastic guest. We're so happy to have you back on the podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me, Tommy. Happy to be back. Yeah, of course. Peggy, let's talk real quick about what's going on in the world of wellness and nutrition with COVID in this past year. Last time I think we spoke to you was in 2019, is before the pandemic started. But what are you guys seeing on your side of the business as far as just the impact overall on the wellness and nutrition of, of our associates as well as the patients that you're dealing with? Yeah. Excellent question, Tommy. Um, COVID has really put um, a spin on things and has really um, put health and nutrition in the forefront in, in healthcare and in life in general. So from a patient point of view, we've seen you know a lot of um, adverse reactions or more severe reactions to COVID or more susceptibility to COVID when it comes to um, not being well-nourished or having certain deficiencies. So very eye-opening on uh, how people contract COVID, what happens when they have COVID if they're not well-nourished uh, or deficient in any way, in any nutrients, and, uh, and outcomes afterwards, the outcomes of, you know, once I've gotten through COVID, then what happens to me? And, and again, we've seen health and nutrition play a very, very vital role, um, a lot on immuno health or immuno strength. And uh, from a patient point of view, once patients were inside the hospital, we also saw a lot of um, different needs. You know, it's a different type of patient. They're on ventilators. They're high catabolic, a lot of protein needs. Um, so we were in the beginning kind of scrambling for do we have the right nutrition resources, a lot more tube feeding, a lot more high protein formulas, things like that. So uh, we've been in it for almost a year now and we've learned as an, an enormous amount of, uh, of new things in health and nutrition. You mentioned a little bit about the malnutrition side of things and just in, in, in general. There's a lot going on in that world too. And I know that's a hot topic for you and your team, is it not? It definitely is, uh, Tommy. Malnutrition and awareness and treatment of malnutrition has um, really been in the forefront of everything we do in Morrison Healthcare and in the healthcare industry in general. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but about 20 to 50% of all patients admitted to the hospital uh, are admitted with some form of malnutrition. It could be mild, moderate, or severe. And what from was that, that what point, were those numbers again? What were those 20 numbers? to 50% of all wow. patients admitted. I would have never. So that's a pretty that. big number. Yeah. For so, sure. what happens once you're admitted and you're identified? Then it really impacts everything else that happens uh, for you. How long you end up staying in the hospital? How likely you are to come back and be readmitted? Um, how likely you are to develop wounds, have falls, different things. So, uh, we've seen some great impact on addressing malnutrition early on. Um, in patient outcomes and also in Medicare reimbursement, because we are doing 
different or more interventions, we are very um, aware and alert of what's happening to that patient and we're following them more carefully. And that gives us the ability to add some um, what we call ICD-10 or nutrition diagnostic codes. And those codes help our hospitals collect more Medicare reimbursement and private pay reimbursement. So it's a bit of a win-win financially, but our focus has been really uh, uh, targeted on patient outcomes and other impacts that are important to the hospital and the patient. You mentioned all the measurements, so the metrics are playing a big, big role in it, right? Absolutely. Uh, we have a new proprietary software that we develop and spend a lot of time and money in because we do have a lot of faith and evidence that our Morrison malnutrition program actually has a positive impact. So this software is called MyMalnutritionTools.com. There's a subscription to it but it has all the bells and whistles, it has the training for the dietitians to understand what this program is about. Um, it has a, a training on how to utilize the software. And this software is, you know, it's a data entry software, but the most robust piece of it and the most beneficial piece of it is the reporting suite. So we look consistently at how many uh, patients the dietitians identified, how many patients did the doctor uh, uh, document on, how many of those were actually then built for. So we constantly go back and look at the impact of what we do. And we use that gap analysis as a way to um, increase the utilization of our program and increase the benefits to the patients in the hospital. Yeah, fascinating stuff and definitely cutting edge. It seems like it just keeps evolving for sure. Speaking of that, I know one of the things that is out there right now, it's become so popular, especially with the COVID world, is the um, is telehealth. And how has that impacted what you guys do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, um, telehealth, and, and we actually like to refer to it as a telenutrition, which is sort of our section of it, because telehealth is giving medical advice and all these uh, video and phone platforms. But telenutrition is more specifically for nutrition education and nutrition intervention. So um, the pandemic really has sped up. Uh, what was starting a transition into telehealth and telenutrition. But when patients were no longer able to come in and be physically evaluated, uh, we kind of had no choice and said, well, I still have to see my patients. I still have to ask them those questions, give them this advice. So we uh, quickly, as an industry, jumped on the the telehealth um, journey and rules and regulations, which have been very strict around telehealth, uh, were released for the, the time of the pandemic. So that included nutrition. I have uh, dietitians who do outpatient visits with uh, kids and families and different people through the telehealth platform. So we said, well, this is, doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon or that those regulations would come back up the way they were before. So we've been looking at different industry partners to see what they have to offer in the world of telenutrition, because we want to continue to see as many patients as we possibly can to make sure they get the right advice, um, especially now, again, in this pandemic. So we do have a partnership with uh, Healthy, and uh, they have a healthcare and a non-healthcare part of our agreement for all of Compass Group, and that we're in the process of piloting right now. So more to come on that. Yeah, there's just, it seems like the world that we live in, there's just so many advances with so many things, whether it's technology side or just education side and metrics and analytics and everything else. It just seems like this, the whole business that we are in, especially with what you guys do, just keeps evolving, doesn't it? 
It certainly does. And I'm not sure if anyone has uh, shared with you before our partnership with SG2 and E15. Those are data analytic arms of large organizations. And they really help us understand where the journey of healthcare is going next. And a lot of that is in the community, in telehealth, telenutrition. So a lot of the resources that we're working on right now as a corporate support team for Morrison Healthcare have to do with uh, following the patient regardless of where their care setting is. So it's no longer just hospitals within those four walls. It's going outside. It could be a community setting. It could be the hospital at home. It could be outpatient. It could be a medical office building where we will still continue to provide healthy, nutritious food and good nutrition advice. I know that there's a big day coming up for you guys. Is that right? That's right, Tommy. National Nutrition Month is upon us. So March is National Nutrition Month. And uh, we always every year have great activities and festivities to celebrate nutrition in general uh, and the importance of nutrition in, in health and healthcare. And uh, National Nutrition Day is really for that professional, the registered dietitian nutritionist professional. And we have a lot of great activities and fun uh, things for our dietitians and for our operators to help support and celebrate our dietitians. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, very important month. Make sure those people get recognized too for the wonderful job they do out in the field. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me again today, Peggy. It's been fantastic to see you and talk to you in person. And um, But before I let you go, mm. you remember the Compass One Connections hot seat? I do. I do remember. Yeah. Yeah, of course, everybody kind of remembers it, I think. <laughs> we're going to put you back on, and we're going to ask you some different questions. I'm going to set my clock here for one minute, and we're just going right. to ask you some fun questions to kind of get to know Peggy O'Neill a little more since last time. All right, are you ready? Ready. Here we go. All right, Peggy, first question. Your favorite toppings on your pizza? Veggies, of course. <laughs> Good political yeah. answer. I like that. Yeah. Favorite vacation spot you have ever been to? Wow, difficult. Um, I'm going to go for Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I love that city. Yeah. There you go. Do you play an instrument? I do not. If you did, what would instrument would you want to play and be really, really good at? Piano. Oh, good answer. If yeah. you could be um, in, on one game show, what would be your favorite game show? And what would you want to be on? What game show? Jeopardy. <laughs> I think I've heard, seen some rumblings of you being on yeah. a Jeopardy show before. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. One thing on your bucket list, Peggy. That's a tough one. I have a lot of things on my bucket list. Well, I've always wanted to see China. I want to go to China one day or Asia in general. I just feel like it's a really exotic new country. Good. And you're off the hot seat, but I do have one more question for you. Uh -huh. Sunrise or sunset? Which one do you prefer? Sunset. Yeah, good answer. Okay. Peggy, thank you so much for joining us today on Compass One Connections. You and your team out there doing a great job all the way across the board. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. We sincerely hope you enjoyed this installment of Compass One Connections. As always, be sure to rate us on the app you're using to listen. And don't forget to check out all the other episodes in our library. I'm Tommy Kane. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.